Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That will absolutely scare the crap out of you. And we've got one of those topics today. It's a little bit provocative, Nathan. And we thought we would dive into this because, you know, sometimes we say things or I say things uh, that... (laughs) People just lose their ever-loving minds over. And I said something on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago with uh, uh, two kind of patriotic uh, mama bears. They started a podcast called uh, Two Peas and One Patriotic Pod. And they they were talking about the forced vaccination, uh, the mandates, and people who don't want to get the vaccines but are being forced to. And it's the, it's the going against their will. And, and I compared it to rape. And I said, that's how is that any different than rape? And, you know, they agreed and it was, it was kind of like, you know, we said it and moved on, but well then, uh, then the cancel culture, which I love the cancel culture. I love it when they gotta, try to gotta when, love them. Oh man. When they try to cancel, it's just like bringing on fellas, you know, they come out, they, some, uh, I think it was like a, a Twitter account, like Indiana progressive liberals or something like that. And then I think they've got about like 10 followers. It's really funny in Indiana, but <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, they took us this, this clip and they, they're like, pastor Michael Beckwith compared rape to the vaccine mandate. And actually, I think one of them said Pastor Micah compared rape to the vaccine, which is not what I said. The vaccine, I, if you want to get the vaccine, I'm, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm, I'm not against vaccines. If you want to get the vaccine, go for it. I don't care. What I'm against is people being forcibly injected against their will. And that is the same thing as rape, in my opinion, because what's rape? Rape is someone sticking something into your body that you don't want in there. What's this forced vaccine? Someone sticking something into your body that you don't want in there. Mm. It's a violation of the bodily sovereignty that God has given every individual. And that's what I'm against. And, and I'll fight for freedom and I'll fight for people's protection of their bodily sovereignty, like until I'm, you know, until I'm gone. Yeah. And that's, you know, y- you saying that you're not, you're not trying to minimize what rape does to a person's soul. No. I and mean, that's, you're, you're actually trying to, to, to actually talk about how damaging that yeah. is, it's not, uh, you know, um, I, somebody super, super close to me, super close, has been the, you know, has been somebody who has experienced date rape. Yeah. I am, you know, I, I've walked through that with them. It hasn't happened to me personally, but when it happens to somebody really, really close to you, it it affects you. A lot of times things that happen to those that we love and that are closest to us actually affect us in some ways so that we carry the offense even more. If you yeah. ever read like, well, I know you've read, but uh, for the, for our listeners, like John Bevere's beta Satan talks about how, how, you know, we need to be careful of, of what we feel even for other people who've been wounded. Rape is like, is just this violent act where somebody has power over another person and that person is totally vulnerable in the most private of places, you know, and it carries long-term um, wounds. But then you equate, you, you, you talk about the forced vaccine, and I think you have to say, well, what wounds does that cost to those people's hearts? You know, you got veterans who are having to leave the military after almost reaching the end of their... I had an Air Force vet call me from up at the Grissom Air Force Base, and he said, I'm 29 years in. He said, at year 30, I get to take out full retirement benefits. If I don't get this vaccine, he said, I don't want it. There's nothing in me. I do not want this vaccine in right. me. I don't believe it's good for my body. 
but they're saying, if I don't take it, I will be dishonorably discharged. And, and he said, and I will lose everything that I've worked for, for 29 years. And, and he won't get a dime in retirement packages and benefits. And, and he, he said he couldn't sleep at night. He was constantly like, I mean, he was worried 24 seven. And it was, I've counseled rape victims before. It's the same thing. They say they can't sleep. They're constantly thinking about what happened. They can't get over it. They can't, they can't, you know, they can never move past this traumatic experience. And, and some people want to say, wow, it's not even close to that, Micah. Like a vaccine is good. And the vaccine is like, just, you know, they can find a new job. I literally, there was a lady that called the church. Uh, and then, again, this is the cancel culture. And they, she was cussing out one of our assistants. And, and so I get on the phone, right? And, and now our assistant is a female and, and I hear her kind of, you know, being like, well, ma'am, like, you know, if you want to talk to him, okay, well, you know, and she's, she's trying to, you know, calm her down. Well, then I take the phone. And, and she's still cussing and she's still yelling. She thinks it's, you know, our assistant. And, and then I say, hey, this is Micah Beckwith. What can I do for you? And her tone totally changed at that moment. She was like, oh, well, uh, I, I just don't think what you said was, was appropriate, right? And she, she, like, she started backpedaling because she knew she just, you know, came up to somebody, which, again, tells, tells you how women are di- treated differently when it comes to conflict. Like, people feel like they can steamroll r- women all day long, which, they, you know, they can't if our assistant is a, is a very bold, uh, a, you know, person and she could defend herself, no problem. But it was just kind of, I was just like, you felt like you could, you could steamroll her. I get on the phone and now you're, you're kind of in this place where it's, you, you're, you're like, Oh, well, I don't Ready know if have I more of a reasonable conversation. Right. right yeah. yeah. And so, but she said, she said, Hey, they can find other jobs. That was kind of her point. She was like, they can find other jobs. And I said, Oh, well, that's interesting because Harvey Weinstein said the exact same thing to those women out in Hollywood when he said, if you want to work here, you have to sleep with me. But hey, you don't have to work here. You can go get a job at Walmart. Well, these are women that have given their whole life to being to being in the movies, to being um, to to act acting, their acting career. And now you have a man who's going to force, forcibly uh, put them into a situation they don't want to be. But hey, they can go find other jobs somewhere else. But we looked at Harvey Weinstein and we said, man, that is wicked and evil. That should never be allowed in our culture to denigrate women to that to that place. And yet here we are a few years later and people are just generally accepting this, this talking point of if they don't want the vaccine, they can just go find another job. Well, what you're talking about requires critical thinking. And, you know, there are some people out there that are listening today, people that don't don't like your stance on this people that don't like you um, <laughs> what and no yeah well they exist Mike <laughs> I know it's hard to believe but you know they're in in reality they don't want to think through the logic logic is not the friend of people who are operating all on emotion um, you know uh, nobody is trying to say rape isn't a horrible thing what we're trying to say is, to stick something in somebody's body when they don't want it is an act of violence. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, if you ever read uh, Townsend and Cloud, they write a book called Boundaries. And one of the illustrations they make is skin. You know, skin is a natural boundary. It's our largest organ that God gave us. And your skin, if it is punctured by a splinter, if you if you've ever had one, you're like there's nothing else you can think about. You think that about. stupid <laughs> splinter, right? And it, it's it's the puncturing of boundaries. Yeah. Of course, you know your 
you know, rape is is the greatest of boundaries, right? This is you 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 can't pass this, but it's an act of violence that should not be in any way accepted, and and there are people that have freaked out and they've lost their sense of things, and we're like, hey, could you be reasonable? Are you willing to have a reasonable conversation? Well, the only thing that you know, the Bible says, you know, let's let's sit down and reason together. That requires that somebody is reasonable. <laughs> and and if you are totally led by your emotions and you're not willing to hear the argument, you'll be nothing but offended. You'll live your life in offense and you'll be looking to go out and see how you can destroy somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And so when they call for cancel culture, by this point, if you're a conservative and you haven't woken up to the reality of the 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 total insanity of cancel culture, you should just almost go, well, if they're trying to cancel them, let's pay attention just a little bit more because they might be making an interesting point. They're, it's, it's crazy what they're doing right now. And you would think that they would turn around and say, oh, after Whoopi Goldberg got, you know, is getting canceled right now, that, that maybe we should uh, rethink this thing. Hey, folks, you're not going to like everything everybody says. You're going to try and take it to the nth degree and you have to be able to critically think. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, it's kind of like Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Does that mean anybody who had actual ears? Or is it anybody who has the desire to learn? Yeah. Yeah. Let him hear. One of the one of the things after that that uh cancel culture kind of came after me the uh, last few weeks. Uh, there was a former worship pastor at a big church in the area, not one that I used to work at. I didn't know this guy very well. I knew of him. But uh, somebody texted me and they said, did you see this guy's, you know, post about you? And I'm like, no, I didn't. First of all, I was like, who, who is that? Like, and they were like, oh, he used to be at this big church in, in Noblesville. And uh, I, I go to this page and I, you know, he's calling for my, for my firing. You know, he's saying, hey, Life Church, you know, fire this Micah Beckwith, you know, pastor that you have on staff. And I remember thinking, it, it's funny because if you're at a bigger church, a lot of times cancel culture can get to people. Like it, it could get to leadership. They could actually say, oh my goodness, like there is a, there's a Twitter mob out there at a front door. We need to actually take action. But what I love about Life Church, and I love about you, Nathan, being the lead pastor of Life Church, is not only do you not care or, you know, bat an eye when that stuff happens, you're actually, you, you're like the war horse prepared for the day of battle. You are excited for the, some of those battles to come. Like you're, you're saying, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. We've lost our sense of reason and we're going to fight this nonsense. And so it was funny, you know, he, he, you know, po- posted about, about me. And then I actually reached out to him and sent him a message say, Hey, why like private message and say, Hey, why don't we get together? Why don't you, uh, I'll buy you coffee. Why don't you and I sit down, right? And like clockwork, and this this has happened multiple times, like clockwork, he responds to me like, no, I will never sit down with you. Like, you, and basically you're so, you, you, you're at, your thinking is so asinine, I'm not even going to waste my time, essentially. And I just responded, I said, all right, well, I've, I figured you'd say as much, but if you ever get up the courage to sit down with me, it's an open-ended offer. And and what, what I hope he sees, I'm sure he doesn't, but what I hope he or other people see is that they're cowards, the cancel culture is is a bunch. They're a bunch of cowards. You see them in person, and they crumble like a you know like a house of cards. They they fold like a cheap suit. They won't look you in the eye. They run the other way. You see them in person. You say, hey, well, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. They won't do it. But behind a computer screen or behind a, a phone, they're they're 
They're bold. Is this the same guy who said, okay, Twitter people, you know what to do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, uh, when I was a kid, m- my dad taught us that we did not have to run from a fight. Yeah. Um, that if a fight came to us, we were required to not throw the first punch, um, make sure we had a witness. Um, but once we were defending ourselves then then win the fight yeah, right that's good. and uh and so being in youth ministry i had to walk through a lot of bullying situations with teenagers where they're told they could never get into a fight you know you go back to the andy griffith show there's this episode where uh andy tells opie he's got to stand up to the bully who's trying to take his milk money and of course he wants to take on that bully for for himself he's the sheriff of the town he could go talk to the mother and work it all out (laughs) but he tells opie hey you gotta you gotta stand up for yourself and i mean andy's at the you know he's at the blind he's pacing back and (laughs) forth but he had to teach his his little guy how to fight and when opie walks in the door he's got a black guy and but he's like guy stood up for myself dad you know and there's this big if i remember correctly there's this big hug in this moment and i you know i I think that we don't long to get into a bunch of fights i I don't think that the the heart of what you were saying was i want to get into this fight i think it was hey folks consider the logic of what we believe in one place and apply it over here it's kind of like my body my choice liberals and leftists will say that all day long, even though it's a false premise, because what they actually want to do is kill a child in the womb, you know. Um, but when it's actually your body, like we're literally talking about your body and whether you want to have the choice of whether or not to put a, a vaccine in it that you don't have any long-term data for. So is there a reason for skepticism? Sure. You could, and I'm not against the vaccine in and of itself. Um, I'm I'm not vaccinated. I'll wait, and if that means that you try to take some freedoms away from me, I don't think that's right. But I'm not vaccinated, and I'd rather be free than be able to go to whatever restaurant I wanted to. I think it's insane that you would you know you would do that, especially when you know all the all the article that that came out of John Hopkins, right? That that talks about how the lockdown changed everything by 0.2%, maybe, (laughs) right? And we destroyed an economy and all this stuff. I would like to say I told you so, but I'm not going to because I'm a nice guy. Okay, Micah told you so. (laughs) Okay, there you go. No, I said I'm not going to do that. Okay, you didn't say it. I said it for you. (laughs) Um, But but I I just think that there's a point where, okay, you want to fight about everything. You want to go for cancel culture. All right, people are done with with yeah. with your with your bully tactics, yeah. and and we've learned to stand up to a bully, mm-hmm. and we've learned that okay, we might get a black eye out of it. Who cares? I'd rather live free and have a black eye than kowtow to all of your your fear and intimidation of what you want to do with trying to tell people that their livelihood should be destroyed because you don't like something that came out of their mouth. It used to be this thing we say, well, just don't listen to that person. Yeah. Go. Go talk to somebody else. Yeah. But no, we must have groupthink. Yeah. You must do what we tell you to. And if you don't think like us, we must destroy you. Well, I got news for you. 
we're Americans, uh, and we're not going to do that. So, so, so I, try somewhere else, and we'll mock you while you do it. I texted the guy or sent him a private message after he uh, he sent a he he sent a uh, Facebook message to the church, and so I saw it, and then some of our staff saw it, and they sent it to me, and they were laughing, and and so I screenshotted that and sent a private message. I said, "You're cute." And I said, I said, the nice thing about life church is that we don't, we're not afraid of you. Like we eat the cancel culture for lunch. And, and you know, what's interesting, what I found as I talked to pastors and uh, people out and just in, just in, in Indiana and, and beyond when I, if they're, if they go to a church, they'll say, you know, how's your church doing? And is it growing? What's, what's happened during 2020 and 2021? And I, no, no joke. The churches that are growing that are, have phenomenal growth in depth but also in numbers are the churches that have literally punched cancel culture in the nose. The ones that are being bold, the ones that are standing for truth that are saying, this is what God's word says and we're not going to apologize for it. And we're going to, we're going to stand boldly on it. Those are the churches that are, they're growing in numbers. They're growing, their budgets are growing. They're, they're taking their, their people deeper into who God is and spiritual growth. It's just flourishing. Right. Mm -hmm. But the churches that are dying are the ones that are cowering to the cancel culture, the ones that are saying, we don't want to talk about tough topics ever because we don't want to offend anybody. Because mm -hmm. if we offend somebody, then the cancel culture might come for us. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Those budgets are dying. Those numbers are dwindling. The churches are shutting their doors. And, and, and it's amazing. Like it's, like it's like a case study in courage. Those who have courage, grow. Those who don't have courage, they die and wither away. I, I think we're, we're coming to a day that to go to church... Uh, for a church like what you're talking about, it will not be unheard of in the days that are before us that you'll see picketing outside that church. You'll drive through, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I feel like the more they try to stop you, they're actually drawing people to you. I mean, there are, there are people that, that they, they are skeptical people and they're not believing everything told to them. You're only helping us reach those people. Those of you who are who are dealing this cancel culture thing, trust me, here's what you're doing. You're pushing people to us because you're bullies. And America hates a bully. And 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 that's okay. I mean, we'll use whatever tactic you you so choose, because God will take any weapon that's that's meant for evil towards us. The Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So so have at it, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, I told my, my board, I told my whole church, uh, life church over, over 11 years ago, if I just preach what the Bible says, eventually as politics change, I'll be accused of hate crime, not because I actually hate anybody, but that's just what they'll deem it. And I'll be arrested. I fully intend on being arrested in my ministry. I fully expect that to happen. And when it does, I've already talked to the board. They're going to bail me out. But besides <laughs> that, right? I'm just, just the reality is it's, it's uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is unacceptable by the prince and the power of the air. He'll do everything to stop it from being said. And part of, part of the gospel is freedom. You know, it's, it's just the ability to, to think and, you know, you, you're you're okay to to talk because the Lord's leading you into all truth by the Holy Spirit, and you work with people. I don't understand how is it that the conservatives can have so much um, 
hey, you know, even even uh, Op- uh what's her name? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. Like, should she have been canceled for what she said? I think what she said was supremely stupid. But let let the marketplace yeah. deal with that on pulling advertisements if they want to. Let let that be done to them. But you know, if you wanna, if you want, I would have never cancel. called for for Whoopi's resignation. These people yeah. have been idiots for so long. Like it's not like Whoopi has just recently become an idiot. <laughs> She's been an idiot for a long, <laughs> long time. And and so you know we're we're like okay well you know you just have to keep speaking truth whenever idiocy gets spoken. Um, I just I just think this cancel culture. How does that fit in with the sense of what America is and the ability to speak? Yeah, yeah, and and again, I I don't think Whoopi Goldberg knows what she's talking about on ninety nine percent of the topics that she talks about, but it it creates great conversation. I mean, By the way, when I say she's an idiot, she's an she speaks idiocy. Let yeah. me clarify. When you speak idiocy so often, sometimes you get labeled that way. Yeah. You know, I don't wish her any harm. Nothing like that. She, she has a right yeah, to say she, what she wants to say, right? I just think it's stupid. Yeah, she, and it's the, it's the epitome of foolishness. Yeah. Well, and it creates, like I was saying, it creates conversation. And, and it causes, if people are listening, it causes people to actually have to stop and think. If you're thinking critically, someone like a Whoopi Goldberg is actually can be a, a, a good thing because when she says things like the Holocaust wasn't about race, well, you've got to go back and you've got to study history. You've got to look into it and like, well, I didn't, I didn't think that that was the case. Let me go back and read what Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf and what he's, what he was all about. And, and, and then of course you'll begin to realize, no, this was, this was it. This was race driven all the oh way. My goodness. And so, so I think it, I think a Whoopi Goldberg is actually can be a healthy thing for society as long as we're, we're critically thinking when we become groupthink people, then that's when it becomes dangerous because then, then you're not allowed to critically call her out and to say what she wants to, or say that what she said is, is idiotic. And then the other aspect goes too is we, I mean, let the free market work. I mean, if somebody that's wants, right. I'm not going to call for, for her to be canceled. I'm just going to say, Hey, I, I don't watch the view. I'm going to turn it off. If more people turn it off, and I'm not saying to turn it off because I want to destroy their, those women. I don't, I, I don't want, I don't, I wish them no, no harm. I just am not going to watch it because I'm kind of like, I don't want to watch like these idiotic voices continuing to spew stuff that's not true. So I'm just going to turn on something else. And if you listen to poison all the time, it's going to get in your heart. You know, I mean, that's all there is to it. What you are watching is, is feeding something inside of you, whether, whether for good or evil, you, you know, I don't, I don't listen to that stuff because, because first off, I'm not going to let them inform me on what's going on in my world. But they do have one conservative voice on the view, right? Oh, do they? I, do, I, right now? I don't know. Who is that person? I have no idea. I did they? They don't I, let her talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think they ought to put Candace Owens on there. Oh, that, that would, would be, be amazing. awesome. Could That'd you imagine amazing. if she was on there? What was the chick? Uh, who's the daughter on Yellowstone? Uh, the lawyer chick that's like just badder than all get out. Like she's a, she's a tough, like the toughest woman on television right now. If you could put her on the view... Which would be amazing. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who that is. But just, I, I just don't. I think that you have to really think about who you're listening to. Yeah, um, you're either going to have hope or you're going to have fear. Uh, you're, you're going to think everything is, is, is melting down. If you allow the pessimistic voice in your ear constantly, uh, that's the way you're going to think. You know, I, 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 I know that 
we we the Bible says whatsoever things are good and virtuous and right and praiseworthy. Think you know, on. these are the things we're to think yeah. on. Um, I, 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 there's just a point here where y- you've got to really become a person who is going to think through what you're going to let in your ear gate and what you're going to let in your eye gate. And I hope we have some skeptical people out there. I don't think skepticism is bad. No. Let's, let's be critically thinking, discerning people. Yeah. Well, and, and when you do that, you grow. I mean, critically thinking, you don't have, I love being in a room full of liberal atheists. Like I, I love it. I love it when I'm surrounded by people who disagree with me on pretty much every point of my worldview. And then they challenge me. They, they challenge me to actually have to know what I know and know why I know it. And if you, then that's what we should, we should get to. Like I, I, I have mad respect for people on the other side of issues. As long as they know what, if they've done their research and they're, they've critically thought through their arguments. But when they start doing this nonsense of like, you're a racist, you're a bigot. Like they throw around these words. Like it's, you know, they don't even know what these words mean anymore. When they start doing that kind of stuff and start canceling and they want to cancel you, that's when I kind of laugh and I chuckle and be like, well, I won the argument. Like even with this, you know, this guy at this former worship uh, pastor at this other church, you know, I, I know I've won the argument when he says all he's trying to do is get me fired, right? Well, he's not, he's not rebutting anything I've said. He's basically just saying you're, you're so insensitive and you have no clue what it's like to be raped. And I'm like, I, I didn't say I did. What I'm saying is there is a correlation here that bodily sovereignty is being violated he has no he has no rebuttal all he can say is no uh no that's not that's not right that's not the same thing and and uh and and so and and you know this lady that called that i talked i was talking about earlier that called the church you know one of the things is as i did try to have a conversation with her a little bit uh and and i i brought up the harvey weinstein uh, you know, description and the example. And I said, so you would support a Harvey Weinstein because those women didn't have to work for him. They didn't have to work in Hollywood. They could have gone and got jobs at McDonald's. And she said, well, it's not the same thing. I said, how, how so? And she said, well, that's sexual. And I said, oh, so you think the vaccine's noble and virtuous. Therefore it's okay to violate bodily sovereignty because you believe that this is a noble and virtue, a virtuous cause. Said, and, and then I, I went in and I said, We've worked with um, setting uh, those uh, caught in sex slavery in India. We've worked at Life Church to to free many women and children from sex slavery mm-hmm. in India right now. And one of the main problems with India and the prostitution and the sex slavery is that uh, under their religion, the Hindu religion, it's seen as a virtuous and noble cause to sleep with virgins of the age of 12 and 13 years old. The culture says it's noble and virtuous. So just because culture says it's noble and virtuous, and those there's people over there that think it is noble and virtuous to do it. And so they're doing what they believe is the right thing to do. But this just because somebody says it's noble and virtuous doesn't give them the right to destroy the bodily sovereignty of someone else. And so what would you say to somebody over there that says, well, I believe my cause is just? Well, I mean, that's where you get into authority. You have, you have man's opinion, which is going to vacillate and change. And then you have God's opinion and, and God thinks on a higher level than we do, but we're, that's what, that's what really trying to get in touch with goodness is, is to try and be more like God. Goodness and godliness are very, very closely uh, aligned. I think you could say, well, public policy said slavery was okay. Yeah. Um, 
public policy. I, I mean, the polls at that time uh, might have been very much in favor of something. That's, um, but that doesn't make it. It doesn't make it remotely right. They they come and find what they want that that seems to let them do what they want as a voice. Okay, well we have we we have a, a plurality of voices. That's why I don't really care for democracies yeah. versus care for a republic. What we actually have, but but because people don't know what we're supposed to be, they don't know how to critically think, or they're or they're just so afraid of not being liked. Could I? Could I just set you free if you're out there? <laughs> if you just give up worrying about being liked so much, you could actually learn to be to be to be free. And, and you'll find that actually in in your so in your freedom, in your newfound freedom, you'll actually gain more friends and you'll win more people than you ever thought possible. And and that's what I've noticed in this in this, you know, last few years of my life is I've lost a lot of friends, like friends that hate hate me now because of what I believe or what I've said and and they they are totally, you know, they want to cancel me and um and, and you know that that hurts a little bit, but boy, I have gained so many more friends and newfound friendships that are way deeper and we we are linking arms, we're going we're brothers and sisters in arms and we're 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 going into battle together and I love it. And so mm-hmm. Just know that, yeah, you might lose some friends. There may be some people that that can't critically think and can't, they're not tolerant. I mean, they claim tolerance, but they themselves are the most intolerant. And they, they may they may shun you and throw you throw you out, but there's more people than you realize that we're gonna come alongside of you if you're just speaking truth and mm-hmm. and uh and and you're doing it boldly. They're gonna call themselves open minded, and yet they're not going to be remotely open minded. Uh, universities were once the place where any idea could be brought and then critically thought about and and wrestled with and then you know pros cons destroyed at the end of the day and you arrived at some level of truth because you have argument when argument is not permitted or argument is silenced now come on folks just look at who call cancel culture targets the most anybody who says what the powers that be don't want said. You know, go back to that thing from John Hopkins University about, you know, about uh, what what is the overall effect of the lockdowns um, on on trying to curb, curb the death rate, right? Point two percent. I wonder how much that was covered by MSNBC, <laughs> CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. Oh, I forgot. It wasn't talked about. Yep. It's not talked about because it's inconvenient for them to talk about it because they can't keep up their barrage against against freedom when when their ideas are squarely measured and destroyed in terms of its accuracy. Yep. Yep. And, and so... Are, are you going to be free thinking people uh, or are you going to be, are you going to be people who are really are close minded because you only want to be accepted by, by the elite? Yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's a, it's a great reminder. I mean, don't, don't fear cancel culture, punch a bully in the nose and, you know, and, and stand for truth. I, I think that's the, 
that's the season we're in. I was talking to somebody the other day, or just yesterday. I said, "Listen, we got to recognize the seasons that God leads us into." And in Ecclesiastes three, we see that there's a time for everything. There's a time for love. There's a time for hate. There's a time for peace. There's a time for war. Know the season you're in. Right now, we're in a season of war. I, I was I was meeting with a police officer in Carmel today, and she um she said, "I, I feel like we're in World War Three right now," and it but it's not a war with bombs and bullets. It's a war of propaganda and information mm-hmm. and, and, and wars, uh, war against lies and truth. And I think, and I thought about that as I left, I said, you know what? We may actually look back in world history and say, this was world war three and we're in it right now. We don't even realize it. Nobody's officially coined it a, a war, but, but if you stop and think what's going on, it certainly is a war of ideas and, and truth is being, is, is lies are really working hard to destroy truth. But but we know, because God's word says, the truth shall set you free. And Samuel Adams said it best. He said, it doesn't take a, min- a minority to prevail. It just takes a small, or a majority to prevail, it just takes a small minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. And that freedom, what he, was, what he was hitting on was he knew that biblical truth of, uh, the Lord, the freedom that God gives is going to set people free. Mm-hmm. He recognized that that's going to spur from one person to another person. It's going to catch on like a wildfire. And then pretty soon that minority will turn into the majority because people love freedom. People, and it's in, it's built into us. God created people to be free. You know, the one thing God said, and, and this goes back to vaccine mandates and, and, and bodily sovereignty. One, what's the one thing God said man did not have the right to rule over in the garden? It was other men. He never gave us dominion over other men. Yeah. He gave us dominion over the fish and the, the animals, the creepieth, the, those mm-hmm. that are, those that creepeth mm-hmm. things that creepeth on the ground, mm-hmm. the King James version. Uh, but he never told he never told Adam, and you're going to have dominion over other men. And, and he so, didn't try to say it over women either. That's right. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. you know, he didn't he didn't turn around and say, "Well, you know, hey, you're you're totally 100 percent responsible for whatever decision Eve makes." That thought wasn't even in his head because as she's talking to the serpent, he doesn't even stop it from happening. I wish he would have like, you know, punted the the serpent, right? But <laughs> but in reality. She had her choice too. I think it's why freedom is itself an aspect of who God is. Yeah. Um, you know, to where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So therefore, where there's freedom, the Spirit of the Lord is, right? Yeah. So look into freedom and see that God is a God who gives the ability to think. You know, before God gave us his word. I love this in a book uh, by Gregory Kukul called Tactics. He says, God gave us our minds. I mean, and, and, and what the concept of reasoning, the concept of, uh, of logic, those are aspects of who God is. And we are to engage in that part that is, that, that, that's, you know, that he's, he's, he said, operate in this. This is going to, this is going to be good for you. We we have to have an understanding that in the very concept of love, there is freedom mm. to choose whether to love or not. You can't have love apart from choice. So 
for those of you who think that you could just take away everybody's choices and the world would be a better place, God does not think like you. God chose to let us choose as a way for us to experience his love. You, you don't know the Lord the way you need to if you're trying to take away choice. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word, man. I, I hope this has encouraged you. I hope this has caused you to think a little bit. And, you know, you may be thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they compared the forced vaccination and vaccine mandates to rape. But if you listen to this dialogue, reason, use logic, see the comparison, because you you don't have a right to tell some of the people that I have talked to and ministered to and counseled in this who are totally traumatized by what they're going through. You don't have a right to say they're not as traumatized as, as somebody else who went through rape. You, you, you put yourself in somebody's shoes. Walk a mile in somebody's shoes before you start criticizing them. And I think if you were to talk to many people who have been, they've lost their jobs, they've been kicked out of the military, or they've actually just had to suck it up and take it, and now they're now they're experiencing uh, issues with their body. They've had they've had uh, adverse reactions to the vaccine. If you just walk walk a mile in their shoes and talk to them for a little bit, I think you're going to realize there's a lot of trauma that happened. And both in both instances, in rape and in these forced vaccinations, people have have been wrecked. People have been violated, and people are now asking the question why. And where do I go from here? And that is not godly. God did not intend that for those people. And that was done because other people thought they had a right to violate the sovereignty of another individual. And we cannot allow our society and our culture and our nation to go down this path or else it's going to get really bad for everybody. And if you think you're on the side of truth as being on the cancel culture, just wait. They'll come for you too. You'll say or do something that somebody doesn't like, and they'll destroy your life. It's happening left and right all over the place. It's not just against conservatives anymore. You're seeing the Whoopi Goldbergs. You're seeing the Bill Mars. You're seeing the comedians. You're seeing all of these people who are on the left. They're getting canceled too. So don't think you're immune. You know what's interesting? You can't align yourself with the demonic. They're not going to treat you as their friend. You can't pet a demon. It's not going to become your pet. This is, this is something that will destroy you as well. So you better get on the side of God's truth. You better know it. You better walk walk in that. Yeah, and I I just add to that. You know, in the case of rape, I hope you have a compassionate heart. Um, it's 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 such a long term effect. You know that 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 rape has. We're so close to this vaccine thing with so little, in the end, overall evidence of of the fallout of this thing. Yeah. I hope you have a compassionate heart towards these people who are losing their jobs. When people and losing their lives and, and losing their lives and losing yeah. and losing uh, oppor- opportunity for advancing something that they've worked so hard for, I would like to see some compassion towards those people, yeah. um, rather than blaming them and saying this is this is a a, a Pan- pandemic of the unvaccinated when. You you have so many people who are fully vaccinated and boosted, and they got COVID too, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, don't 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 try. Once again, I could say people. I told you so, but I'm not because I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> just where's where's your sense of compassion? I, you, 
the other th- the the other thing I would just counsel people who get so rip roaring upset so quickly over things they see, things they hear, or what other people are trying to stir them up to do is just could you just sit back for just a second? Let things play out just a little bit. Let the investigation happen a little bit. Let the science the actual real science, the measurable and observable kind, let that actually be be put to the test a little bit. Um, don't run to the first conclusion of how you feel. I understand how you feel. Just stop and ask, okay, now let's really think about it. Let's find out if even what we're being told is accurate. Mm. Um, because a lot of times people... Uh, they, they, they try to stir you up like a lynch mob. Don't be a part of a lynch mob. Be a part of the, the rule of law. Be a part of a, a republic. A, a, of a republic, not, not a, a democracy. Not a democracy. If you're still saying, oh, isn't democracy wonderful? A, 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 all that is is a simple majority of people who feel the same way. That is not it's what called, you live in. It's called mob rule. That's exactly right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, like a, that's like a lynch mob. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. You have to think. That's why we believe in the rule of law and also in due process. Give, give it a chance. Be reasonable. Please. Oh, please. Oh, please be reasonable. Well, listen, I, I kind of like the unreasonable people because I troll them and, and it's fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> can I say that? Do I need to edit that part out? No, I mean you can you could say it because you have freedom to say it. No, you know it's just gonna You're not, it's gonna be the. Are next, you gonna cancel the, me now? I'm. You know, here's the funny thing. Uh, I kind of joke about this, but really, I'm the only person who can cancel you. That's right. Right. Yeah, you're and, my boss. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, I I just believe that God's told me that that uh, you have a great voice, Micah. You need to you need to keep speaking and, say, you know, we can all say things a little better the next time. It, you know, we all can improve. Yep. But 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 the voice of the prophetic does not need to be silenced in our country. It needs to speak. And, and you know, if you're a Christian, uh, you should believe in all five of the gifts of Christ, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist. And, uh, and, and when you hear a prophet speak... Um, you know, don't get so ticked off. Uh, of course, that's always been what happened. All prophets, you know, usually end up dying <laughs> first. And, 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 uh, right. And Wonderful. It's, and a lot of times it's the people of God that turn on. That's them, right. I know. You know, but, yeah. uh, you know, just, just uh, you know, read your Bible a little bit more. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Well, hey, thanks for uh, listening today. And I uh, hope this is, uh, like I said, it's challenged you. It's encouraged you. It's blessed you. And, uh, and it's, it's caused you to say, I'm going to get out there and stand for truth as well. And, uh, and, and just so you know, if I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, um, Nathan, uh, there's a couple episodes that we did and Nathan was on vacation and he was saying earlier that because of the way they've dropped, it seems like he's just constantly, going I am on not vacation. always on vacation, he's kind of always on no, vacation. Listen, Micah, he's got, the boss. Micah set can, up a new setup <laughs> and, and now he can record easier than we used to be able to record. So he's doing it all the time. <laughs> And he's doing it without me, That's okay. And then saying I'm on, no, I'm on vacation. I'm just trying to cancel you. I'm yeah, just, I'm listen, moving you out. I don't this like is a, it. This is a quiet cancel. I, I don't so. like it. I, I just got to tell you, uh, knock it off. Okay. All right. Well, hey, again, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah, and I'm Nathan, and I'm actually here. <laughs> 
for once. We talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. We'll see you next time. Be reasonable.